friends, welcome to the Scripture Study Project, our podcast that gives you a fresh and faithful perspective of the scriptures that will renew your excitement for your own personal study and help you passionately teach what you are learning to others. We are your hosts, Zach and Krista Horton, and we are excited to be bringing you um, this week's study on James, the epistle of James. And it's our 99th episode. So, Woo-hoo. 99 so episodes of our podcast in your download feed. 99 episodes of our podcast. Take one down, listen to it, pass it to your friends that it might make a difference for. And 98 more episodes of our podcast in your feed to listen to. Aren't you going to sing the whole song? 98 more episodes of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I just kept you going. And I was I was actually dancing, but you just didn't see me dancing. Because that's, that's kind of a big deal. We're hitting 100 episodes. So what we've done is... Last year, we did 50 episodes in the Book of Mormon. Um, This year, as we've gone through the New Testament, we have a few bonus episodes that we've rolled in. Um, And so that's why we're a little off as far as 50 and 50. Isn't that how we've done it? I don't know how we're already at 99. That's it. We had a couple of bonus episodes. Yeah, but that's super exciting. Very excited. 99 weeks of podcasts, and we're just grateful for, for you guys and for the support that you've been giving us. So we are... Yeah. And as for this this year's Come Follow Me study of the New Testament, um, we're episode 45, which is pretty crazy. We only have about, I think, six, well, let's see, five, more, five so. episodes left yep. um, until the new year and we start a new study. So this is just kind of exciting. Can't believe we're already in November. It's been so fun. We've uh, We said this at the beginning that we wanted to help um, create a community of people that were passionate about scripture study and what scripture study can do for their life. And it's here uh, as people share with us and as we share what they say here and as we interact, it's just, it's been so rich and rewarding to us. And hopefully it's been helpful to you to be a part of this scripture study project that uh, we're all working on. And so thank you for everyone that's listened and shared and liked and commented and participated in any way. It's, it's been an honor. Yeah. We have always well, I guess it's kind of evolved. This scripture study project was our thought of like, we'll we'll set this up and this will kind of be a project that we'll do a podcast through um, the standard works. But um, I kind of feel like it's just fun that we all kind of get to do our own individual scripture study projects. I think they're all this work in, work in pro- progress um, as we learn to study the scriptures. So thank you for being a part of this. This is just fun for us to be able to do. We are excited to give you all the details of our study record. The last two weeks, we have been giving out as many details as we could, but we have everything set in place now. Um, Starting with our website is up and running, which you can visit to get all the details and um, links to everything that you will need there. And our website is scripturestudyproject.com. And we're selling our study record there for $14. Um, And our pre-sale, we're doing a pre-sale right now um, as they are getting made and we're getting them ready. So we'll be running that um, through November 30th unless we run out before then. But, um, and that's just to secure your orders for Christmas. Um, We're hoping to get them out um, they make a pretty good stocking stuffer. I think they're about that size. Um, and so they would be a 
maybe even a great gift for Christmas. And that's kind of our hope is that we're getting it, everything to you before Christmas if you want it guaranteed. And then we'll probably close sales um, and hoping to open them again in the new year just to have have the product there. But that's kind of the details there. Visit the website if you need more information. Um, and I don't know, is there anything else as far as the details just go? Just thank you. There's been so many people that have that have uh, reached out, I guess, and, and some people that have purchased some already, and it's been it's been really awesome. I think we'd be horribly remiss if we didn't mention uh, Brooke Williams in getting uh, all of this put together. She has been um, our designer, our idealist, our everything she's been yeah we're the voices but we are not everything that's happening here she's the brain of this and so um and we're we're gonna hope to we're actually gonna get her on the podcast here in the next few weeks just so you can be introduced to her and her goodness the wizard behind the curtain right (laughs) um and you know one of the things that's been really fun with the website and with having one physical copy of of our study record is just um, our mission in here is we are dedicated to helping you discover the scriptures in a fresh way, invest your mind and heart into your personal study, and connect to, do- to God in your everyday life. And that's kind of what this is all about. I just It's kind of fun for us to be here. Obviously, on the podcast, this has been so fun, but have this extra solid piece of something like Zach keeps saying, like, hey, we did a thing. Like, we did this. <laughs> we did and it's just fun for us to share with you. And so we're just really grateful for, for your support there. So thanks so much for that. So what we kind of want to do this episode is practice a little bit um, the ideas that are in this study record, um, whether you end up buying it or not, but the the method that's here and the ideas that are here could really make a difference in your study. And it'll sound really familiar to you if you've listened to this podcast, because some of these questions and the the way that we approach the scriptures together with you um, is this really helpful way, and at least it's helpful for us. And so we wanted to kind of practice it a little bit. The whole idea of the study record, we even printed on gold paper, is um, when Nephi, when Mormon, when Alma, Ammon, Moroni, whoever, wrote scriptures, um, the way that they wrote was they experienced God's word. Either, you know, Nephi read the brass plates, but then he experienced it. He went out and lived God's word in his life. And then he wrote down what he learned and what he felt and what he had done and who he had become. And that became scripture. And so he wrote gold plates based on his experiences with God teaching him. Now, there's a lot of wonderful products out there that'll help you study the scriptures. But as we looked at that, one of the things that we felt we were missing, at least, was something that helped us not study the scriptures, but experience God's word in our everyday daily life. Um, we wanted to know what is it that God wants me to learn right now? What is it that he wants me to feel? What is it that he wants me to do? And what is it that he wants me to become? We mentioned this in the study record, but there's a lot of great tools that help us study the scriptural past. This record will help us study the scriptural present. And so what we want to do is to practice some of these ideas, again, whether you buy the record or not, uh, practice the ideas in this episode so that maybe it can help you as you approach your own scriptures um, and if you do end up buying the record, then uh, it'll help you use it. And we'll practice more of this when we get to the Book of Mormon next year. So, Yeah, I really think it's about that um, that act of receiving revelation and having that that faith that can cause things to happen, which is kind of cool because that's what, what we're going to be talking about today and kind of what this, this week's episode really 
um, teaches, or I guess what the epistle of James teaches us. So uh, here's the famous verse in James that we all know. We'll come back to it, but I'll read it. This is James 2, verse 17. Well, one of the famous verses. Of course, the most famous verse in James is... Especially in our in our church, Right, is James right? 1, 5, the verse that Joseph Smith read. Uh, but this is James 2, verse 17, another really well-known one. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. What I found was interesting is a couple of verses later, uh, James writes this. By the way, James, uh, just for your background information, is the half-brother of Jesus. So this is one of Mary's Mary and Joseph's sons. So he's Jesus' half-brother, Mary's his mother, but of course Joseph is his father. Um, and uh, he writes this epistle to a Jewish audience. Also, what was interesting, I thought, was that he wasn't a follower of of Jesus when Jesus was alive. Yeah, in fact, um, there's references, I think it's in Luke, where it talks about Jesus' brothers not believing that Jesus was the Messiah, doubting him and um, trying to persuade him to not be open about his Messiahship. And so... So yeah, James is an interesting character to read from, this converted disciple of the Savior. And he emphasizes something unique. Uh, so this works, faith without works is dead. This is verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? What's interesting to me about that is in Romans chapter 4, Paul uses that exact same experience to talk about faith. This is Romans chapter 4. For if Abraham were justified by works, he hath wherewith to glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh, the reward is reckoned of, not of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So Paul uses that experience to talk about Abraham's faith. Whereas James uses it to talk about works. And this is where I think uh, a lot of the debate in Christianity comes over. Is it faith or is it works? Is it grace or is it works? Uh, I think a helpful principle in understanding this and other gospel principles is the idea of um, complementary or balancing principles. You see this all the time in the gospel. It is not justice or mercy. It's justice and mercy. Our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ had both uh, in their in their character and their personality, uh, it's not love or law. It's love and law, as President Oaks has taught us so many times. And so, in dealing with a wayward child, should I be loving to them, or should I really help them? Should I set up structure for them? It's both. It's love and law. It's grace, uh, and or it's uh, mercy and justice. It's faith and works. James is emphasizing works to this Jewish audience because uh, they've kind of fallen away from manifesting their faith by works. They're hiding their faith to try and blend in with their contemporaries. And so James is calling them out on it. The reason I like this is because um, I think this is often our problem when it comes to scripture study. And this is the whole reason behind the study record in the first place. When we read the scriptures, we read for insights, we read for cross-references, we read for cool stories, we read for refrigerator verses, uh, we read for patterns or themes or connections, all of which is wonderful. But that's not the whole purpose behind the scriptures. They were written not just to help us learn new things about the scriptures. It's not that we come away saying, oh, I found this great thing about Nephi, look what I highlighted. 
It's to help us feel closer to our Heavenly Father, to act in righteous ways, and to become more like Jesus Christ. Um, That's what James is emphasizing, that the gospel isn't just about what you know or what you profess belief in. It's about what you do and about who you become because of that doing. And so what we've done is um, this study record has in it the questions learn, feel, do, and become. And it has a prompt for each question for every book in the Book of Mormon. What we did with this episode and what we'll do with future episodes is uh, we each took a principle that we have learned, that we felt something about, that we've done something about, and some, and that we've become because of. Or are hoping to become. Or are hoping to become. <laughs> In James, and this is our example, you'll of course have your own examples as you study, looking for what the Lord wants you to learn, feel, do, and become. I really do think that when we can apply some of these things into our study of God's word, um, they really do become a living thing to us because we are pulling things out or maybe even things are placed into our hearts and our minds because um, that's what God wants to teach us. And I feel like that was kind of what I was experiencing um, with this next part that I'm going to share in the study of James. So first off was these verses in chapter one, um, starting in verse 19. My dear brothers and sisters, understand this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For human anger does not accomplish God's righteousness. Um, And so, of course, I was in a... This is all with my parenting, I guess, right now. (laughs) But I I can get into some pretty... Maybe it's because we're too much alike. But I have a son that I can get into kind of these battles with. And we were having one of those today. And I'm just really trying to do this. And I be a little slower to speak and to anger and quicker to listen. Um... And just speak with the positivity. And then, of course, comes later here in James um, chapter 3. He says, For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is mature, able also to control the whole body. Now if we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we direct their whole bodies. And consider ships, though very large and driven by fierce winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of Pilate directs. So too, though the tongue is small part of the body, it boasts great things. Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest. And the tongue is a fire, the tongue a world of unrighteous of un the tongue, a world of unrighteousness, is placed among our members. It stains the whole body. Um I think this was really impactful for me just because this is something that I'm learning, and I felt like this is exactly um, a little more of what God needed to teach me, or maybe just compact a little more tightly into the lessons that I'm learning right now. Um, so when we're talking about, um, what does God want me to know? What does he want me to learn? It's that I really need to be careful about what I'm saying. Um, not only to other people, but I think I struggle the same way, um, in the things that I say to myself and, how powerful this same principle can be applied to the way that we talk to ourselves. Um, and then in that, that feel, um, what does it make me feel and how can I apply that in my life? I've already kind of said some of those things, but, um, 
I think one of the things that this reteaches me and solidifies for some of the things that I've been learning is just that, that need for more positivity. Um, and we have, I was taught that a couple weeks ago where I just thought, you know, we just need to be a little, have a little more positive spin into the way we talk in our home and in our family. Um, and it was last week that the, this thought came into my head of, and it was on a Sunday getting ready for church. We're trying to rush everyone out the door and I'm trying to rush everyone out the door actually by myself. And so I'm not always nice because no one's watching me. So I can maybe not use my tongue in the right ways. Um, but the thought came to me, um, just to thank my kids for coming to church with me and for their efforts in getting ready because they are trying. Um, and so I just gave everyone a hug and said, thank you so much for putting your shoes on. And thank you so much for coming to church with me. I'm so grateful that you're doing this. And the change that I don't know what it had in them. I think they definitely brightened up a little more, but the change it had in my heart. And I just had that thought of like, this is, this is the kind of parent that, um, I want to be, that I want to have in my actions, but also that I want to become, and I have a long way to get there. Um, but I just am grateful that, um, heavenly father is helping me to parent, helping me do the hard things that I'm feeling in my life right now. And then that I get to relearn it and kind of have that. I keep wanting to say a German word, Bestätigung. confirmation, <laughs> a confirmation. Thank you. I don't even know why it's not like I, anyway, I don't speak German all that often anymore, but, um, it's such a good word though. Bestätigung. Mm -hmm. Oh, has such a powerful thing, but that confirmation for me that, that God is really with me and that I can, it's kind of becomes a cycle almost. We learn it and he teaches us a little more and he gives us a little more when he sees us acting on it and becoming that. He gives us a little more and helps us become a little better. I love your example because it shows so many things about what James is talking about, about doing something. Because as I've studied chapter three, I've always just found all these cool insights. Isn't that cool that you can steer a big boat with a giant wheel and and then because I'm a teacher, I often ask questions to my students that I don't ever answer myself, which is really hypocritical. But I'll ask them questions. Can you think of any small things in your life that, oh man, if you could control your language and will you all go do that? I invite you to do that. And that's my study is these cool insights that I can help other people take actions with. But to take the word of God ourselves and to say, what does this mean for me? What am I feeling? And what am I going to do? And what do I want to become? Which is beautiful. I want to become the kind of person that, you know, James says in there, imagine how big a, 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 a little fire kindleth a big forest, I think is what your translation said, or how big a yeah. matter a little fire starts. Um, I want to be the kind of parent that doesn't start forest fires with my kids. Yeah, because right? isn't that how it is? Consider how a small fire sets ablaze a large forest. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of... Um, Awesome. Awesome. What did you call them earlier? You called them refrigerator statements or yeah, fridge, yeah. fridge phrases, which are wonderful in James. But um, I think when we take them to the next level, they can become even more impactful for us. Well, and how powerful. I heard someone or read something, I think a while ago about keystone actions or keystone habits, a little tiny action that makes a big difference in your life. Um, as you're considering your study of James and looking for what you feel God wants you to do, you may come away with a list that's a mile long, but are there a couple of items on that list that if you did that little tiny thing, it would make a world of difference? If you extinguished that one flame, it would stop setting this whole forest on fire. Or if you started that one flame over there, uh, then it would ignite all of this unburned potential wood that could make a difference in your life. Yeah, or... 
or the rudder analogy too is great. You know, even if you move it just a centimeter or, Mm -hmm. you know, the small amount, how, how can that change the outcome of things in your life? Uh, the verse that spoke to me or the verse that spoke to me that I felt God was teaching me and was James chapter four, verse four. And it's because kind of what you talked about, how when when we really start asking these learn, feel, do, become questions, what is it that God wants to teach me? Then he does it. He teaches us, but he uses so many other things in our life. And so this came as I was reading James four on the train to work and studying Luke chapter 16 with my students, and then listening to podcasts and listening to you, Krista, counsel me on some things in my life, it all merged together. And it was uh, solidified here in James chapter four, verse four. Um, We'll go back to, we'll start from the beginning. For whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members? Ye lust and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war and ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses. That's not the part that spoke to me. This is the part that spoke to me. <laughs> know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I don't know if that would have stood out to me so much had I not been reading Luke 16 during the day. This is Luke 16, verse 15, Jesus speaking to the Pharisees, and he says, verse 14, The Pharisees also who were covetous heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said to them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. And then here's the part. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. So I learned the principle that the things that the world values often are not the things that God values and vice versa. The things that God values are often derided and mocked by the world. Now, I think I knew that principle before, but I had never felt what it meant to me until this week. I had always thought that that principle applied to anyone who was seeking worldly pleasures and lust, to the adulterers and the adulteresses and those that were spending their billions of dollars on throwing extravagant parties at their mansions and drinking themselves silly. That's what I thought it meant. This week, um, that verse applied to me in a whole new way as I realized um, it is possible to get caught up in worldly things without necessarily being quote-unquote worldly. It's possible to get caught up in tasks and to-dos and itemized lists of things that we have to remember and responsibilities and assignments and reports it's possible to get caught up in what was President Monson's phrase, I think, the, the thick of thin things, and therefore to be spending your time in the world and to be so depleted by that because you're not spending time with God that you actually start to starve spiritually. And that's what was what's what I felt as I read. I'm, I'm really struggling spiritually, and it's not because I'm throwing extravagant mansion parties. It's because I'm spending so much time focusing on these tasks and to-dos. And what I need is a little bit more time to be with God. Um, And so I started to do some things. I started to plan some times in my day when I could be with God. I started to listen to music that would help me reflect. Um, I'm a pretty avid podcast listener, but I swapped some of my podcast listening out for just calming downloaded music. Um, I started being outside more often and and uh, taking walks around the block at my seminary um, just so I could be calm and separate myself a bit from the world and spend more time pondering and being with God. 
and um, and it's made a difference. I have felt like he has been walking with me more in my life. Now, my to-dos and tasks and all of those things are still there, but I'm so much more calmer when I approach them. And so for me, that's my learn, feel, do, and become with that one verse that attached itself to everything else I was learning and feeling in my life. Um, and my testimony of it is just God took control of my learning and made a difference in my life this week. At the very end of James in chapter 5, um, starting in verse 13, um, was the other part that um, I I guess I was taught the most in this time. Um and again, it was kind of that further confirmation for me of something that I've I've kind of been in the process of learning. Maybe that's why it stuck out to me. Um, verse 13, is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. Um Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Prayer has been something that has been, I shouldn't say heavy on my mind, but something that I'm really trying to work on um, and think more about. And I came to this conclusion not long ago, that, or a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, I guess, that I was going to revolutionize my prayers and I was really fired up and ready for it. And, um, of course I realized then the thought came to me is like, it's not going to happen all at once. Like I'm going to slowly, slowly change the way that I think about my prayers and the way that I, um, say my prayers and think about prayers. Generally, I feel like I've been around a lot of, um, kind of, prayers that were just miracles, a part of maybe even these, this idea of group prayers and kind of gaining more even from the temple too, of this idea of this praying together and the power that that has, um, to change, change hearts and change lives. And, um, so I guess the Bestetigung for me (laughs) in reading these verses is, um, this verse here, 16, the prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect, that um, it's a learning process as we learn to communicate with God, and um, that what I need to be doing, and what I've learned and felt is that, but what I need to be doing is to continue. Um, Prayers can be really hard, and I'm sure some of you feel that that same way too, because um, it's hard to continue to improve on them. And so I think for me, that just taught me of like, I just need to keep doing it. Um, and God's going to keep teaching me how to use other people to learn from that and how to keep going. Um, and eventually I'll become something. I think I'll become closer to him as I do that, because I think prayers are one of those that are just so important for us. Well, at the beginning of James, um, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention this verse or these verses. First, verse 21, wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, and I love this phrase, by the way, and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass, for he beholdeth himself and goeth his way and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. In other words, to be a 
to be a hearer of the world word only is like reading the scriptures, having this great experience, and then walking away and doing nothing about it and not changing anything. If you look in a mirror and you see something that's wrong, you need to do something about it. You need to fix it or adjust it or change it. And that's the whole point of scriptures. It's God's mirror. It's a chance for you to read what he's, experiences of others, or to read what he's prompting you to read, or to have the thoughts and the feelings that he's putting in your heart and your mind. And then to reflect on yourself and ask yourself, what is it that God's trying to teach me? What does he want me to feel? And what does he want me to do about it and become because of it? I just love that so much. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't read this, the famous scripture, the other famous scripture, James 1, 5. Now, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God. Um, God can answer our, our prayers. He can be with us as we study the scriptures to give us answers. Um and help us become something something wonderful. So hopefully you can have a learn, feel, do, and become experience in your study of James. And as you continue to study the New Testament, um, it's been wonderful for us and hopefully it's wonderful for you. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Again, jump on over to our website, scripturestudyproject.com. It's bare bones right now, but we'll keep adding things to it as the rest of this year progresses. And next year, we'll be throwing up a whole bunch of resources and ideas and other things that might help you out. So thank you for being a part of the community and we will see you next week.